This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, great stuff from Hank Shulman. Long time on the beat, of course, and I think he's got us thinking about a bunch of different things, and uh, and it's time to react. Before we do that, though, a reminder that you're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. That's Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. We bring you a couple episodes a week. We appreciate you being with us and hope that you rate, review, and subscribe and share with all your friends and family. Okay, a couple things he said. We're going to get to Soto and Judge. I want to put that aside for just a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, especially coming out of the Dodgers series, the frustration that has been season long, I think, is now at a fever pitch, and that is the defense. It's just beyond. It's unacceptable. It's brutal. It's terrible to watch. It feels unfixable. What are you supposed to do about it? Um, a really cool sort of connection that i think hank just made some people are upset about platooning others are upset about defense hank is telling you they're kind of one in the same so the platooning has actually been wildly successful if you really want to just calm your jets and look at the last year and a half the platooning is a big reason why they win more than they lose however it is the reason that they keep ending up with the wrong guy in the wrong position in the field. For whatever reason, last year it didn't bite him. And this year, that ball is finding the wrong guy, I mean, every single night. So if you really want to make a great case against platooning, ah, that's the one. When Lamont can't pick up a ground ball and your mean can't catch – a fly ball out in left field, it, it, it's it's the platooning that leads to that. Well, and I, I guess the, the question that I keep coming back to, and this is more theoretical, like last year when Crawford plays 150 games, you've got one of the best defenders in the in the game, period. Like that's what he was last year. Yastrzemski, I don't care what the bat says. We know the glove is really, really good. He's a plus defender. When you have Buster Posey out there, he's a plus defender. And when Belt plays the 98 games that he does, he's a plus defender. Contrast that with this year, and Longoria played about 80, 85 games last year. Maybe it was more. But he's a plus defender as well. Contrast that this year, Longoria's on pace to play 75 games. Uh, Crawford's on pace for half the amount of games, if not less, than what he played last year. Same thing with Brandon Belt. You don't have Buster Posey, okay? Your defense is suffering. So when I look up on any given day, they'll have maybe one plus defender out there and seven weak guys. And I think that's a case of injuries. And yeah, you could blame it on platooning. Just the roster doesn't have a lot of great defenders right now. Like, is that too simplistic? No, it's not too simplistic. But, but again, when you say, okay, this is not, this is the thing that's so frustrating for me is this is the part of the team that doesn't feel fixable. And this is where there's actually been an organizational failure. This is where, 
Um, people want to blame it, you know, throw it in all kinds of, in my opinion, incorrect spots. Hank just detailed why their farm system, which has risen for a few years in a row now, how, isn't a little further along than the fans would like it to be. Um, yes, there have been key injuries down there. Yes, the timing of minor league baseball not happening in 2020 was brutal for the Giants. But this is philosophical. The Giants have laid a bet. They laid a bet three years ago, and that is we think that through plus platooning, therefore getting the right player at the plate at the right time against the right pitcher while we're trying to build is a way that we can mask some of our deficiencies in Mm -hmm. the talent department. They have largely been correct. However, the bet they placed was, we think if we do that, we can get away with it in the field. And last year they did, and this year they are not. And it's just, it's absolutely soul-crushing for a fan, for a pitcher, when a team simply looks like they can't catch the ball, they can't throw the ball, um, from a decision-making standpoint. The Dodgers series, for me, I walk away going, why are all of the 0-2 pitches right down the middle? Yeah. Sam Long got away with two balls right down the middle of the plate before the one that Cody Bellinger hit out. These are philosophical approaches that did not burn the Giants last year, and this year they are. And Farhan was asked about this by Susan Slusser, great article in the Chronicle this week, And he actually, that was the one he didn't sort of, you know, say, well, wait a minute, what about this? He was like, look, this, this is, this bit us this year. And, and we got to look at at the bet we made because it didn't work this year. Well, I I look at someone like uh, Wilmer Flores, who's been a very positive player for the team this year. I don't, I don't want to be mistaken here, but he's not a great defender. And yet he's turned into an everyday player because of all these injuries, because of them having to bandaid everything. Darren Ruff, we know. He's not a great defender, but he's out there every single day because they don't have any other options. And so, yeah, it just – it feels like to me they've created a roster which looks really deficient defensively, but a lot like, again, when Belt, Longo, and Crawford, three of the best defenders on the team in the NL West, they're barely playing right now. Like, I, I'm not trying to cape up for them defensively. They have bad defenders. That is – I'm not going to argue that. But the guys that are good aren't playing. And so they're just tough. Like right now, Joey Bart – I feel like he has to play every day strictly because he is the best catcher on the team and they're giving up runs when other guys go behind the dish. Well, and again, everything is a gamble and casinos get built because gambles work out over a long period of time. But Joe from Des Moines can show up and take you from a hundred G's in one weekend. And I think the giants are getting a lot of that served to them this year. Their bet is a good long-term play. If I've got the right guy at the plate at the right time, but there are also going to be days, whether it's based on a defensive replacement that doesn't work out or an injury at the wrong position where you're going to end up with a lineup where people are going, what, wait, wait a minute, what on earth? So you're going to put all three catchers into the lineup on the same day, right? So that Bart and wins and your mean Mercedes are all in there. Therefore, you can't pitch in for them because then you could end up with no catcher if there was an injury to Bart. And you also end up 
with horrible defense in left field that costs you a game. I think the Giants' point would be, well, Mercedes doubled twice in the game. That's why he yes. was in there. Yes. And we think over the long haul, you're going to catch most fly balls that go out there. This year, though, it's you know it's causing everyone to go, well, last year was lucky. Well, I mean, couldn't somebody just go, then I'm going to call this year unlucky? Can't I? Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. that fair to just fire that back? No, it's it's a great retort back. Look, last year happened. <laughs> like we all saw it. It's the same thing I say about the steroid era. I saw it with my two eyes. It, it happened. And this year it's fallen back down to earth for whatever reason. We can make all the excuses or give explanations. The thing that's hard to swallow as a Giants fan after this series, we feel really outclassed by the Dodgers right now. Probably. And I think the the reality is is that they have three almost perfect players. And that start their lineup. Betts leading off, who feels like the modern Willie Mays for, you know, making plays in the outfield, running the bases, the athleticism, the speed, hitting home runs to win games. Trey Turner at shortstop, who replaced Corey Seager, who was also an all-star, which is insane sentence to say. And he's a great base runner. And he's a 300 hitter. And he's a great defensive player. And then they have Freddie Freeman who's got a 330 average and is hitting bombs and is an elite defender, and he can also run the bases. And so it's just – it feels very insurmountable. I'm not even angry. They're at a life cycle where they're at right now, where they're at Golden State Warrior, New England Tom Brady levels, and where the Jets or the Bills in that division. And I feel like everybody wants to panic and spend with them. We got to kind of just stay the course. I, I would love to get Soto. But they got to kind of just stay the course and just keep – taking steps forward. You're not going to catch them with one move. It is a collection of moves over multiple years to be able to compete with them. Well, this is why I think Hank said what he said, and he makes a compelling point. Um, I, I've been saying for a week, uh, look, you know, do you give up a Luciano for a Soto? It's like, well, all you're hoping for is that Luciano someday becomes Soto. So why wouldn't you do that? But Hank makes a really compelling case you're, you're not going to put this fire out with, uh, you know, with a garden hose. You're not going to put this thing out with one player, as you just said. So do you basically gut your organization for Juan Soto? I know a lot of people would say yes, but if it is Logan Webb and Harrison and Luciano and Bednar, I mean, where does it stop? Uh, that's because the question. Then, then you're the Angels, right? Then yeah. you're you're Juan Soto and yeah. the Oranges. That's what you'd be, uh, at least on a Friday night. I, I, like, is the answer more to go in the direction of someone like an Aaron Judge? Because that's just going to cost you money. Yes. And the Giants and we, have that. Well, abundance. No, that's the one resource. If we were just looking at resources that they have, that other teams don't necessarily have right now because of what they've allocated to other players – the Giants have the most amount of war chest money of anyone, at least moving forward, because they don't have anybody on the books. So that's the one thing in terms of resource that they absolutely have a lot of. I don't know how many farm hands they have. Like, if you do trade away Harrison and Luciano, then where are you at? I'm not, look, at, we all want Soto. I would love to have Juan Soto. My point that I'm trying to get at is I, I just think that after watching this weekend, one guy is going to help. It's going to get them in the right direction. But it is a multitude of players coming up at once, as well as having some sort of a centerpiece player that makes things easier. And then obviously what you do in the offseason. So that's why now I'm pivoting. And, and Mark, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I love Rodon. I would love for him to sign here. It doesn't feel likely. And if you know that, 
I feel like you got to at least exercise these options and listen. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I mean, I, I understand where, where you're coming from. I really do. Um, I don't know why we all just assume the Giants won't be a part of, of trying to keep Rodon. I don't, I don't, um, I don't like, we, we sort of just jumped to that. Is it because... Because of Gosman, I think it's because of Gosman. But I mean, totally but what the, you know, they basically said let's uh, let's do Rodon instead of Gosman for the exact same price for fewer years. And by the way, they're right. Gosman's been good. Rodon's been better. Much there's, better. There's, there's no two ways about yeah. it. And it, it's hard to assess the Gosman pass in the present because what they're essentially saying is we'd love. I guarantee you they would have signed Gosman if he would have done two years. Yeah. What they're saying is we don't want years four and five. So let's talk. I hate doing this, but it, it it's just real. Like let's let's assess in 2026 how Kevin Kevin Gosman looks then, and then you decide whether or not that was a good move. Um, just the mere idea of selling. He is now a rental. You don't get a whole lot for rentals. That, You're totally a game fair. and a half out of the playoffs. I like. I don't want somebody's 14th prospect for Carlos. You don't Rodon. want Jalen Davis. When, you know what I mean? When you're a game and a half out of the playoffs, whether it's going to go somewhere yeah. or not. I, I listen. I'm gonna be the and, and I know this about myself. I'm gonna be the last one to go down with the ship here, and and I'm fine with that because I've watched too many people. In fact, in this sports year, I've watched too many people tell me halfway through the 49ers season that it was over. Why are we, why are we chasing uh, waterfalls here? I watched too many people halfway through the Warriors se- season tell me they're not beating the Suns. That's stupid. Why are you? I've had, I've watched it too many times. Is this team going to catch lightning in a bottle? I surely don't think so, but it's not worth it yeah. to just completely punt on these guys for somebody's 14th prospect. I'm well, out I'm- on that. Look, the only reason that I'm entertaining it is because somebody might get desperate, the Yankees or whomever it is, and, and you just never know. But all things being said, I told you I would like to sign the guy. It's just when I see Boris sitting in the second row at the Dodger game, I'm like, well, that's not that's uh, not looking good. I want to ask you another one. The bat has not looked great right now, and I know the bats themselves visually look better. I know you look up at the average, and the average stinks. It's below 200. I get it. The Joey Bart thing. I came to an epiphany. I don't care what he hits the rest of the year. He needs to be behind the plate because defensively, he is so much better than wins or whoever else they're going to put out there. He threw a guy out this week against a team that's extremely athletic. I don't care if his bat struggles the rest of the way and he strikes out 300 times between now and the end of the year. 
I want to see this guy every single day just figure it out at the big league level because defense alone, he is the best catcher on the team, and I think he works with this staff. I, I don't care about strikeouts anymore with him. I, I, I mean, I'm totally with you because, quite frankly, um, he's now giving you enough to where, you know, he he's – I mean, heck, he's probably – if you just take this last time since coming up, what's it been, yeah. three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. He's probably giving you better than league average play, even on the offensive side. Uh, When he does get a hold of one, it goes somewhere. It's a damaging hit. This is not somebody who, you know, just is looking for a ground ball up the middle. Uh, He is sending some line drives out to left field. He's going to send a few into the seats. And uh, and his defense is fantastic. So I I, I think we have, when Kirk Casale is healthy, um, I think we've circled back to the start which is what the plan was at the beginning of the year. I, he's not going to play every day. No catcher does. No, no one um, does. But he he needs to be the starter. And in six games a week, he plays four. And Casali plays two. And, uh, and, and let him stay and see kind of what you got at the end of the year. This is going to be uh, a real big part of it. And, and yeah, 243 is, uh, is his average since he came back. That's good. Since Casali went down, that's, I mean, go that's around the than, league and look at catchers, yes. Hell, go around the league and look at anybody. It, it, I, 238 I, is the batting average. That's, that's your average baseball player right now. I'll, I'll take 243 for my catcher with power. Yeah, me too. And then I just look at this starting rotation. They got a pretty good start today from Alex Cobb, Alex Wood. I know he left the game early yesterday and, Okay, whatever. But Rodon and Webb, they battled. Uh, not the greatest outing from either one of them. They battled Logan Webb. I just I love everything about this guy's makeup and whatnot. Um, the starting pitching leaves a lot to be desired, but I like where they're at right now. They still can compete for this playoff spot. I, I, I just don't think I would blow up in terms of, like, going to go get something. I don't think there's that magical piece that's going to make them all of a sudden championship favorites. But that doesn't mean that they can't make a smaller move for the rotation, not just for this year, but somebody under team control for next year. I don't know if that move exists, but I'd love to see them acquire that, like a starting pitcher who could be in that four slot. I think that you're going to be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is and, and this isn't an opinion. This is now me just giving you my read on what uh, Farhan has said and the way they view this. By the way, Matthew Boyd, I know that this is just this ghost that's out there. He is back rehabbing. So the idea that he yeah. could start in the second half of the year is out there. Kyle Harrison, did you see the double-A performance the other day? Yeah. He faced 10 batters. He struck out nine of them. Mm-hmm. The only one who didn't strike out walked. And that's like he's been fast-tracked to double-A, and now he's dominating there. I, could he, I think we could see him before the end of the year. Two? Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm with you. I'm I think that's you. where they'll look for depth in, in terms of the rotation. I do think they you will see them add bullpen, and and I would not be surprised if they looked to add some sort of youthful, athletic, right-handed batter who could give them versatility in the infield because from Longoria to Belt to Crawford to La Stella, to not expect more injuries in the second half of the year sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So – my guess is, and I know that that is just a wildly disappointing sounding deadline. I don't think it's going to include Soto. I think it's going to be more, you know, 
there's going to be more garlic powder on the bread. And, and then, you know, we'll see if they can sneak into the sixth spot or not. But I do think that more powerful moves, not just will, but have to, have to yeah. come this yeah. offseason. All right, so let me leave you with two positive feelings before we get out of a horrible weekend against the Dodgers. First time that they've lost four to the Dodgers uh, in any series since, I believe, 1995, which is brutal. That's brutal to say out loud. Just remember, a series doesn't start until someone loses at home. Dude, hasn't what, happened with the Giants and what? Dodgers yet this year. But anyway, go ahead. No, it's an insane stat. Yep. Slater's playing really good. That glove falling over, you know, center field wall notwithstanding. And Darren Ruff is alive and well, okay? Yep. So if I could cling on some kind of hope, I feel better about Joey Bart. I am feeling better about where Austin Slater is in a groove right now. The guy's giving you great at-bats. I don't know how the ball keeps finding down the line, but this guy just keeps getting hits, and Darren Ruff is locked in. I'm confident. They need to absolutely dominate this week. Just get back on track and dominate this week. We won't even think about the Dodgers series. I know, but, you know, like this, when we say that, I know. You know every time we're like, oh, there's a, a soft spot in the schedule. It's like, well, that goes totally sideways. Yeah. Remember when they were going to – I'll tell you One what. One in five on deck. You want to know something to look for that's coming up in the next uh, week and a half is when the Dodgers do come to Oracle, I, 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 I be careful there could be a fight. Oh. That that Doval hit on Mookie Dude. Betts at the end of a four-game yes. sweep, well, whether it was, you know, is his first time he's pitched in a week, was it on purpose? No, no clue. But I do know this. When a team feels like another team is too comfortable, they will throw, but low. They will throw at the hip, not the head, which is exactly what happened. And Mookie has just been an absolute thorn to the Giants. He killed us. Whether it's fair or not, I promise you the Dodgers are ticked off about that. Well, if you know, there's no doubt. And Roberts and Kapler, something happened with a pinch hitter and a relief pitcher coming in. I didn't catch the whole gist of it. I was trying to keep up. One guy announced who the pitcher was. The other guy didn't announce the pinch hitter. There was some gamesman shit there. And then the third base coach and the Dodger dugout were jarring at each other. The other thing I saw... Doval threw a 98-mile-an-hour cutter in that at-bat to Mookie Betts before that. If he's working on a cutter, thank you, God, because that'll give him a third pitch. He needs all the pitches he can get at this point. Just fewer sliders is all I want. I, I love thank the slider, you. but less of them. Thank L- less you. of them is all, is, is, uh, is all I want. Um, okay, great stuff. Hank was fantastic. Yes. Garlic fries and baseball, guys, two episodes a week. Uh, Please rate, review, subscribe for Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. We'll talk to you on Thursday.